nothing to watch on TV. That's why you're listening to Barrett's Talk on DVRadio.net. WDVR. This ain't reality TV! It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal! It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Well, isn't that special? Bloody... Don't you think you should rephrase that? Mom, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mom. Good day, sir! Now class is dismissed, gentlemen. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of sad individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, bro, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nut house, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting a D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this smoke. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is. On DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR. DVRadio.net is best alive. Or per usual, you're listening to his own podcast. Uh, basically everywhere except Spotify because for whatever reason, they have an 83 minute show limit, uh, for people that, uh, aren't making them millions of dollars. So you can go bitch to Spotify for that. Anyway, I'm Bonerwood. It's August 20th, 2022. I got a bitchy ass bird in the background. Who fucking knows why? She just decided to be bitchy. Her name's Scooby for those that don't know. Anyway, <laughs> tonight in the house, we got Mr. Alaskan Pig himself. Oink. What up? We got... I cannot be there tonight, but I want you all to see my eyes. Sergeant Wardog. <laughs> Psych war gang, baby. <laughs> gang, gang. Um, and then, then we've got, you know what? Fuck every goddamn thing. We got PTS dog himself. Joaquin one side. JJ, how you doing, mate? That's right. Fucking fuck it all. Fuck it. <laughs> all of it. Just fuck it. <laughs> fuck everything. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Oh, uh, and in chat, we got Ms. P and Mr. Mayhem, and that's it right now. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's all we've got right now. Um, if you are listening, oh, we got, we got a listener in Washington all of a sudden just popped up. Uh, Uh-oh. if you're, li- if you're listening, share the podcast, uh, podcast, share the show. Do share the podcast if you're listening on podcast. Let everybody know we're live right now or, you know, to listen to us on podcast. Preferably on Podbean, because that helps our numbers more. Um, before we get into the show, uh, you got until tomorrow uh, to get free shipping at the DV Radio store. So go to dvradio.net, click on the store tab, click the redeem button, because if you don't, you don't get free shipping, and ain't shit we can do about it, and then go about your order. That's for all orders. 
probably can order multiple orders if you would like. That's up to you. But you get free shipping until tomorrow. Uh, it's been all week. If you missed the post, that's on you, not me. You snooze, you lose. Um, and then there is another promotion coming up. God damn it. I should have had it up. I'm a dumbass. You know, I forget shit. I'm fucking human. Don't kill me. Uh, yeah, we got another promotion coming up August 31st through September 14th for 15% off of all orders. But that's at the DV radio store on dvradio.net. Just click on store tab. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Google's going to be in here later. Uh, I'm not going to say what happened today. I'll, <laughs> I'll let her talk about that. Uh, and then I'll. And then, and then I'll intervene at some point because, yeah, uh, we've had, we've had one more wild fucking 24 hours, 48 hours. Yeah. Something. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. How y'all doing tonight? All right, oh. brother, man. Living the dream. Living the dream. Eh, I, uh, I popped the belt on the mower today. Probably, I mean, it, it's old, so I, <laughs> it was probably due to, to go out. So then I watched a video on how to take that fucking thing apart to replace the belts. And I'm like, oh, shit. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. But I got my, my lawn mode and it looks good. So Wow. <laughs> you know, it used to be able, uh, it used to be easy to uh, change any belt on any lawnmower. And today uh, you basically have to be a rocket scientist. I've got to have to drop the deck. Yep. Undo a bunch of shit. I have to take the battery out of the battery box to reach another pulley to undo that. I mean, it's just fucking, it's like, wow. (sighs) But you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it to have a writing mower that works and fuck that repair guy who told me, oh, that's just disposable. You're better off buying a new one. Look, I realize you get a bigger commission if you fucking try to sell me a fucking mower, but you know what? I'm a disabled veteran living on my disability. I can't buy a fucking new mower, motherfucker. Wait, he said your lawnmower was a disposable. You'd be yeah. better off buying a new yeah. one. Yeah. So today I got a Troy Boat Pony and he's like, well, first of all, those are disposable. You're better off buying a new one. You're just going to, that's a money pit. You're just going to sink money into it. And I'm like, well, that's what maintaining a vehicle is all about. It it costs money over time. That's, I mean, it, literally the guy's trying to tell me just buy a new one which you'll have to get fixed and, you know, repeatedly. And uh, I mean, it's it's just like, it just doesn't make sense to me why a repair place would be trying to tell me don't fix your mower. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, it's funny. He says a Troy built is uh, a disposable. Everything Troy built I've ever messed with or owned or whatever. Pretty damn fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. My buddy, uh, my buddy, Robert, my old next door neighbor, uh, uh, he said, Oh yeah, I ran a Troy built for five years before I finally killed the thing. <laughs> you know, he says it's not disposable. It just has fester farts embedded in the seat. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So yeah, I've got to pull the, I guess tomorrow morning, my, my morning will be pulling the old thing apart and, uh, figure out part numbers and all that shit. And, uh, Every, luckily, look, the guy was like, well, yeah, new carburetor's going to be $109. And I'm like, yeah, better. He's like, that's a specialty part. I got to order it. Man, I got on fucking Amazon and found 
probably a dozen different versions of the exact same carburetor for anywhere between $25 and $35. Yeah, you told so us about I, that. Yeah. Yeah. I've spent like 25 bucks, got a new carburetor, slapped that motherfucker on there. Fucker fucking fired right up. Runs great. Runs just fine. If I'm not and, mistaken, my grandpa had a Troy Bill either from the late 70s or early 80s tiller. And dude, we we used that shit. Fuck. Yeah. I, mean, I think we used that up until like mid-2000s before he passed. It just kills me that that the attitude, you know, it's what it is, is it's just a, it's just a, uh, it's a uh, symptom of society that the well, attitude of a play, of repair shop is, ah, just get rid of it and get a new one. Well, it's like going to Home Depot and them trying to sell you their, uh, what is it, that fucking Home Depot card. Uh-huh. It's the same mentality. I mean, they hurt you more than they help you either way you look at it. Yeah. If they sell you something else. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's a card or a piece of machinery or warranty or whatever and nine times out of ten store warranties are fucking bullshit anyway (laughs) yeah it's just i mean you know i know i'm gonna run that i will run that mower i will fix it and run it until it just uh, is not repairable anymore and that's Mm -hmm. okay and i i i know that but if i can get three or four more years out of that mower then that'll that's you know that's huge that's that's a anywhere between two thousand and four thousand or five thousand dollar expense i don't need to worry about if i'm dropping a you know 150 dollars a year in repairs on the mower yeah i mean you, you know think about it I most mean, most lawnmowers what you might have to get a belt and maybe do something with the fuel lines and that's about it for the most part for the span of 10 to 15 years for the most part i'm not saying yeah. that's in every case and you're looking at what 20 bucks all told in today's society for that. I mean, yeah, yeah, every, every few years too. And, and depending on, you know, how, how bad weather hits it. So, I mean, that versus four to $5,000 plus, depending on what kind of fucking mower you get. I mean, if you, if you're getting some fucking Cadillac Escalade of mowers, I mean, I'm <laughs> right, sorry yeah, for you. So, yeah. um, but if you're getting something, that we would probably use that don't have all your bells and whistles and bullshit on it. You probably looking at like, like we said, four to five grand, but, uh, we have the man himself in here that I, I didn't think he would show up. Uh, Mr. DV six. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. It's a great day to be alive. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, but let's not press the test. Come on. I don't know how much- it's a great day to fucking survive. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't know how much spilt on the air yet. Well, I was None. just get I was getting ready to say we didn't think you were going to show up and I was going to leave it to Google, but since you're in here, the man, the myth, the dying legend himself, DV6, I thought I'd let you do it. All right, well, unfortunately, we're going to have to pause it for 10 minutes cuz oh I just God. got a look to by the boss saying, I told you we will be on together. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> She's on her way. Oh, wait, wait. Damn. She's on the way to the barn. Remember, we're by ourselves. So she's on the way to the barn to drop Chow off for the horse. I've got him in his stall, and I'm walking into the shop now. So, so I'll check out. Don't say nothing. 
And when uh, Google gets here, it'll probably be within 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to take it. So, so we're going to take a grave block from Google. Okay. Got you. Instead of a cock block. Um, <laughs> do what? Then it's a long story. I'll tell you off here. You know how, like we were telling you about the thing with the food processor and how everything was sexual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's what made our conversation yesterday on the phone end up being two hours long before we hung up the first time. <laughs> Yeah, you know what caused us to have to hang up? Somebody trying to die. Remember? <laughs> well, not. Oh, and by then, the way, that individual yeah. was saved um, in time. I was going to ask you about that when we talked today, but of course, what happened this morning? <laughs> oh yeah, no, okay, yeah. So let everybody know this is a story worth you know hearing. And, uh, you know, I mean, unless you're used to like our lives, and then you'd be like. Yeah, that's par for the course. Yeah. But this one was different. <laughs> this one was a, all right, let me go. I got to go. I'm getting that like voice too now. Okay. So, <laughs> I'll be back in five, 10 minutes. All You're right. listening to TV radio. Bo, take it away. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I don't know how to find the button. Sorry. I can't kick you out. If I kick you out, you can't oh, get back in. I'm trying to find it. Oh, leave. My God. So, uh, never a dull fucking moment. (laughs) Right. I will not go into details, but I will say this as DV said, six said, this is par for the course for our lives. All of us. It doesn't matter. Um, who, who you are. I I was shocked. I, I'm not either, but it caught me off guard because I'm going to tell you what motherfucker was so goddamn happy yesterday. Cause he doesn't have any worries right now. He's, he's doing what, what DV six wants to do at the farm right now. Right. And we, we were on the phone. I'm not shitting you. We were on the phone for just a little over two hours, had to hang up. We called each other back and we were on the phone another 45 minutes. So we spoke for like three hours last night. Um, turn around this morning and we get a message and I'm like, what the fuck? He was, he was okay yesterday. It was like eight o'clock at night. He was fine. Um, I'm not going to go into detail. I'll let them do that. Uh, but yeah, that's the story you're about to hear in a little while. All the shit they're sending. What the fuck is wrong with them? I can't read this while I'm on the air six. You're a fucking dick. Anyway. God damn it. <laughs> Everybody does this to me. Everybody does. I've got three fucking chat boxes open right now, all after eight o'clock. Every who's, single one of them. Who showed DV6 the, the. I think he's just button. putting hitting buttons right now. I, I really do. Oh my <laughs> God. His phone's in his pocket. He's just pocket jiffing you. <laughs> Jesus fucking. He's a dick. He's a fuck. He's listening. That's what it is. He's probably listening. (laughs) Fucking Google's probably got a VPN on their fucking computers now, and I can't tell where they're talking from uh, or listening from. Anyway, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) What is that? Is that a muskrat groundhog? What is that? What the fuck is that supposed to be? I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop. (laughs) You dicks. What the hell? Everybody listening right now, like I want to see. <laughs> it's just stupid gifts and fucking chat. That's all it is. We're fucking children. 
Okay. That's what it is. (laughs) Anyway. um, But no, uh, I I think that's a a big part of what's wrong with society today, man. I think everybody just wants to, because they can and it's easy access and it's a quick fix. They just want to go out here and buy something brand new. Whereas I think most of us sitting here right now had to fix our shit growing up. We couldn't just go Mm -hmm. out and buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I grew up fixing shit. I can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many times I rebuilt my bicycle because I broke something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking junkyards are even coming to the thing of the past. I mean, you can't even go to a junkyard anymore to grab spare parts. Right. It's almost impossible. And if you can, it's either a junkyard full of vehicle frames or shit that you don't even fucking recognize. Like, what the fuck is this? Shit's already been stripped down to almost nothing. Yeah. It's bare bones. It's a fucking bone yard at this point. (laughs) It's sad, man. It really is. Oh my god! I I used I remember when I was a kid. That's all we'd done. We'd go to like five or six fucking junkyards before it was fucking eleven o'clock on a Saturday, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I can remember spending the morning at the U pole finding shit. And it was like spending the afternoon slapping it into the old uh, fifty four Chevy building. Yeah, it was the equivalent. It, it was the equivalent of the old people that would go to flea markets and yard sales. We would go to the junkyards. That's exactly what we done. I remember that vividly because we would, uh, my uncle and him, they started going to the bug bashes. And if y'all don't know what that is, it's basically a Volkswagen car show where they race Volkswagens and they have some badass Volkswagen everything. Like they're pretty fucking spectacular. And we'd go to all these junkyards and just find all these off fucking off the wall fucking parts that I've never heard of for Volkswagen, you know, cause they only made like 1500 of them around the world at the time or whatever. And, uh, we'd get all this shit and then put it together and you take it to the fucking bug bash and drag it or fucking showcase it or what have you. And some of them, dude, You'd think they spent like two, three hundred thousand dollars on it, and they probably did. <laughs> That's the sad part. <laughs> but yeah, man, I miss that shit. I miss being in the garage too. I remember taking a toolbox big enough to where you could stash the parts you needed in the bottom of that toolbox. You didn't get charged for them fucking things. Mm-hmm. You just walk out with like a fucking five dollar mirror. Yep, it's all I needed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that was a thing too. I don't know how many people that are listening went to junkyards, but that was a thing too. If you couldn't do it, they would charge you a fee and it was usually 15 to $35 depending on what the part was and what they had to do to get it off. <laughs> it didn't matter if it took them two minutes, they would charge you the highest minimum that they possibly could. <laughs> yeah. Oh me. Oh my God. I'm about to fucking go fucking retro <laughs> ass fucking beat the shit out of DV6 over here. <laughs> fuck. Is he still doing it? I yes. put my phone down. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Jesus. I'm so glad I have fucking sounds off right now. 47? What? Are you serious? 47. I can't Unread. count how many he's sent because I'm on my browser, <laughs> but my God. And he he's probably over there laughing. You know he is. He's just blowing the fucking chat up. Jesus. Fuck. Well, good luck <laughs> on catching up in chat. Dicks. What's yeah. that? 
At least they're oh. not all dick pics. Right. I mean, if he could. <laughs> don't give him any ideas, Wardog. Yeah, don't give him. He's listening. Do not give him any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 47 of those will get you. <laughs> Jesus. The acid line just like me. And start sending deck pics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit. Oh my god. So I don't know how many of you like Gary Busey. But it seems that he has been charged with two counts of fourth degree criminal sexual contact, one count of attempted criminal sexual contact, and one count of harassment <laughs> um by the Cherry Hill Police in New Jersey. They stem from offenses at the annual Monster Mania convention at the Doubletree Hotel on August 12th through the 14th in Cherry Hill, a Philadelphia suburb, police said. But that doesn't make sense. The motherfucker says Cherry Hill, New Jersey here. Either way, he's being charged with a sexual encounters, if you will. The dude's 78. Um... And he's out of his fucking mind, so. Last several years, there's been, you know, there's been a witch hunt on this sort of thing, right? Well, I think it should be, too, you know? I mean, not just actors. It should be everybody that fucking does something. And I hate this double standard where a woman does it, gets maybe five or six months in jail, if that, and like a year for a ration. A guy does it, gets five years in jail, and then like three years probation. Fucking fuck them up, man or woman. Sexual assault is no fucking joke. Like, if you know for a fact they done it, right? If you can prove that they done it, I think something should be done more than fucking a few days in fucking jail. Personally, I mean, there is a medicine for that. It's called lead. But, you know, political correctness and bullshit. Mm-hmm. The psych ward gang does not adhere to such rules <laughs> and we will beat your ass. Dude, it, like, right, man. And what gets me is one actor that got shit on for the longest of time. And I'm not saying he's a perfect person. He's fucking not. He's done some shit I don't approve of. Um, But Corey Feldman. People fucking ragged on him. Oh, he's just wanting attention, this, that, and the other. And everything he has said about Hollywood has been fucking true. And it's been proven time and time and time and time again. And I'm like, when are you motherfuckers going to wake the goddamn fuck up? Like, what does it have to take for you to sit there and go, I'm done. I'm not taking it anymore. Like, everybody thinks we live in some fucking Disney princess happily ever after bullshit. Like, that's not reality, you know? That being said, <laughs> sorry. Man, it's, I mean, honestly, I, I'd be lying if I if I didn't say that there wasn't a part of me that was just hoping for the apocalypse, you know? You At know, least you know where you stand when you approach another person and you know you either got to kill them or they're going to kill you for, you know, your shit. So, you know, that shit, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to tell you, man, 
I've got family members that's went through it, whether it's sexual assault or domestic violence. I've had family members that's gone through it. I've had friends that's gone through it. I lost my best friend to it in 2008, nine. My brain hurts. Um, like I don't play that game and I know shit happens, right? I'm not saying that one off time, somebody done something as far as domestic violence goes. I'm talking about domestic violence that continues and it's out of anger. It's out of because you're a shit person, right? You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between a shit person and I fucked up two totally fucking different things. I just, (laughs) that shit bothers me on so many levels. And the fact that our system is so fucked isn't the word like fuck doesn't even come close, man, about how it how the the consequences adhere to that it's not even you get more time for being caught with weed which you shouldn't anyway than you do a sexual assault charge or domestic violence like what the fuck that's the society we fucking live in you know like And people want to close their fucking eyes because it's not happening to them. If it's not happening to them, it's not true or it's not that bad. It's that bad. It's true. I mean, fuck. Southeast America. As in Florida area and then California are two of the biggest in trafficking. In the world. Texas border. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's fucking huge. But no, it's not a problem. That's not bad. It's not as bad as the media says. The media don't fucking talk about it. So you don't fucking know how bad it is. Like shit. It. Okay, I need to slow the fuck down and just calm the fuck down and back the fuck away for a minute. Oh, no, I agree totally. As a father of two daughters, I have a gun. A shovel and an alibi, goddammit. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm, All the time. <laughs> look, I you know, I've got friends whose whose daughters call me Uncle Bo. Like they're my they are like my life, you know. And if anything ever happened to them, me unable to fucking walk or not, I'ma be in fucking jail. Like I'ma be in jail or I'm gonna be dead from trying to fucking crawl there. <laughs> Like, I will fuck a motherfucker up. I don't give a fuck. Like, you don't do that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what fucking hobby horse you fucking riding. No. It's, no. It's uncalled for. There's no, and like I said, there's a difference between I fucked up and I'm a piece of shit. Right? Like, there's two different things as far as domestic violence goes. But when it comes to sexual bullshit... Nah, uh-uh, nope, I don't care if it's rape, molestation, touching, if you, if you fuck up, you fucked up, <laughs> like, and I'm gonna show you one way or a fucking another, like, and that's why we have DV against DV, kids, 
dysfunctional veterans against domestic violence, which incurs everything we just talked about, not just domestic violence. Um, hopefully we can get Eliza Blue on when, uh, she's ready to come on and we'll, uh, interview her and hopefully work with her, uh, with that. And then JJ's got somebody, what's his name? I've already forgot his name. Troy Yushifer. He's uh, an active duty Navy chief about to retire. And, uh, he, uh, and his wife started a uh, nonprofit called Change Unchained, and they have a tiny ranch called the Burn It Down or a tiny house ranch called the Burn It Down Ranch, where they uh, provide housing, temporary housing for the survivors of uh, human trafficking and uh, sexual abuse, and uh, help them find a trade, learn a trade, help them, you know, get back on their feet. Uh, and get them ready. It's kind of like a halfway house getting ready to transition back into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm working really hard to try to get him on, but he is active duty and he's chief petty officer and he's got things like, you know, uh, chief selections just, uh, just happened. And they're, I think probably swearing in this weekend or they should be swearing them in very soon. And so, you know, he's got all that and he's a devil doc. He's a green side, uh, medic. Um, so he's he's got all kinds of shit going on, you know? Yeah, what um, I really want to do is I want to do Eliza Blue and kick off DV against DV, uh, the series, have that the debut, have uh, Chief Eustifer to come on, have that as the second episode, and then bring them together on the third episode and talk to them together and and make a actual working relationship with them. We've actually got someone uh, that wants to do his story. It's a guy, you know, and then we've got uh, four or five that want to remain anonymous. Um, I've got to script them out and I, and I don't mean script as in make it fake. It's, it's going to be their story, but I got to <clears throat> write it out for voice lines uh, so people can read it off. And I want to find people that aren't us uh, to read, these stories because I don't want them to keep hearing our voices, obviously uh, for everything. And that is the biggest, I don't want to call it a headache, but it's it's the hardest part of doing this is one writing these stories, these scripts from these stories and then finding somebody to do it. Cause it it gets personal (laughs) at a point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we did, uh, we worked with affinity affinity um we worked with chris and justin um chris being of affinity a couple years ago excuse me to raise money for um oh my god i always fuck up the name of operation underground railroad um they are basically a organization uh, that finds these kids and rescues them from sex trafficking and sex, uh, sex exploitation. And you can look them up if you'd like at ourrescue.org. It's a great organization. Uh, and then, um, the other one that I, uh, am really behind is, uh, it's, it's ran by a veteran. Um, is it vets vets for child rescue? That's it. I, I I was thinking of the acronym. That's why it took me so long. I apologize, everybody. Um, but that's for our uh that's for our that's you heard me. 
<laughs> That's for child rescue. It's V four CR is their uh, acronym. And uh, it, it's, I think it was created by a veteran. Oh, what is his name? He got kicked off of Facebook because Facebook is gay. Um, <laughs> what is his damn name? Oh my God. Craig Sawyer. Fucking Saul man. Could not think of his name. He, uh, he was a seal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I think he was a Marine. Excuse me. He is a Marine. <laughs> Fucking was a Marine, always a Marine. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, he also has a movie, uh, out. I think it's on YouTube. Don't, hold me to that but it's called contra land one word and it's about uh child sex trafficking in america and oh my god dude it's it it should if you don't believe it it should make you go holy fuck it's a problem um the fact that there is so many organizations out there should make you go holy fuck it's a problem but yeah um i'll put Hey, Oink, remind me to put all these links in the description this time. That's why I'm putting them in chat, man. That's why I'm putting them in chat. <laughs> okay. I'll fucking forget. Yeah. So the other day I'm doing, uh, I'm getting ready to uh, publish the episode for the podcast. And I don't know where any of my notes went. I've looked everywhere. I might have accidentally closed it and not thought about it the other day. Um, But I asked Oink, I said, what links besides Jason's being southernbetsuites.net uh, did we say we would put in the description? And he went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I drew a blank. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't know where my shit went. <laughs> and then he starts giving me all these links and I went, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. And he's like, I went and looked at the chat. I was like, I'm a dumbass. He's like, nah. I was like, no, seriously. I've never looked back at chat like ever. It's <laughs> <laughs> six got confused. Internal investigations. Said what? We're running our own internal investigations <laughs> to figure out what we said. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it gets bad at times. And I've had sometimes where I'll write shit down and I'm like, and I don't like label what it was for or where it was from. I'm like, the fuck is this for? And I think it's like really old. So I'll throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) And the worst part is I have notes and sketches and diagrams everywhere in books, notes, post-its, like you name it. Every They're trying to kill me. (laughs) <laughs> and they're probably sitting side by side yep they're trying to kill me welcome the they're trying to kill me oh they can't hear us right now welcome they're trying to kill me how you doing i'm waiting on the um other person that's all i do is wait Wait to go to well, the hospital. I'm, 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 I'm glad you served in the military so you would be ready for this moment. 
to wait. Don't you fucking say it. We just had a conversation about this. That's another episode. I love you. Stop it. Another episode. (laughs) That's the rated X version, right? That's pillow talk version. Oh my God. Don't let me fall into pillow talk. Oh, Pillow talk. I can just nine. hear it in the Wait. clip. I can hear it in the intro. Wait, that con- mm. we'll, we'll call it. We'll call it this. We'll be like, this is GV Radio Pillow Talk seventy two sixty nine. Where is she? Sorry, I we were driving out to go get the equipment, and um, I don't know. I had my finger on my phone, and it was lit up, but I didn't realize. Was oh, that all bull. me sending all that? Bullshit. You, done, you <laughs> knew you'd done that. You knew you'd done that. You motherfucker, you sent like a hundred <laughs> fucking messages. I don't know how that got in there. That's like when Gabby butt dolls somebody, they don't believe it. JJ and, was like yeah. 46 and they just kept fucking coming. That's what she said. I was driving the four wheeler and it was out. <laughs> Never mind. I can't say nothing until fucking. Yeah, yeah, you can't say nothing. Where are you at? <laughs> she's, she's, can I take this time? Yeah, <laughs> really? One. Yeah, six. One, let let more dog talk really quick, six. That's fine. I want to I salute DV6. And uh, in three years, I've never had the chance to speak to him. So I really want to salute you. I hope you know who I am. And, yeah, uh, you're the guy that's going to piss me off if you thank me for my service. You're getting close to it. <laughs> like I said, I don't know why he's told you, but don't do it. Don't do it. You can think about it, but don't do it. Do it, it nice to dog. meet you. Do it, word dog. Do it. <laughs> and of course... The Psych War Gang wants to thank you for your service. Oh, <laughs> okay. I like, I like, I like. Um, you oh you, you do realize where I've been today. Keep pushing it. One of the things they said was I should calm down. <laughs> all right. How do we? All right. So yeah, we have. You're good we, at that. I'm a professional. You, you need some nitro. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, what do you want? How do you want to do this? You want to just turn it over to me and her because we're probably going to argue just a little bit on how it actually unfolded. Yep. I mean, if I I'm, don't sound like a hero in this story, then you know I'm going to have to interrupt. And I'm gonna let so, you two. I'm gonna let you two talk, and we're going to laugh our asses off the whole time. All right. No, but no matter all, what, though, six. No matter what, you have to start it with no shit. There I was. <laughs> Right, well, pretty we, much what happened. <laughs> wait, can we hold on? In all seriousness, but what you, the story you're about to hear is true. The names have not been changed to protect anybody. This is going to be uncut in the truth. But I really, really, before we get started, want to thank my wife on her outstanding. Uh, what her she performed above above and beyond today i was so proud of her when when you know so with that being said she actually had a sense of humor about it as well just so you know and this is how i almost died today for those who are gonna listen and he wants to clip this to cut this up this is the story of how i almost died i 
pretty much was just about dead. Yeah. So, so no shit. There I was. The wife was in the house. Do you want to start this off or should I start it off? Like lay down the, like the framework, Google. Yeah. Let me okay. <sighs> say you might as well start it off because that's how it started. <laughs> so as you all know, last week on this is DV six and Google's life at the farm, the truck <laughs> caught fire and we almost lost the animals and me and all that. Um, and that's a, still an ongoing episode. So tune in next week to find out what's happening or at the end of this today was a good, well, it started off as a good day. I woke up at three 30, came downstairs and by four 30, I was like, ready to go. So, so I get outside and, uh, well, before I get outside, I get all the equipment ready and I start, uh, it's brush day. I'm going to try to get this shit under control where people haven't been doing what they said they were doing and the place is overgrown and, and you have to do this or all the work that previous vets here have done will go to waste where, you know, the land, the woods reclaim the fields and stuff. So you really have to stay on top of this. So I'm out there burning the ditches close to the house. And when I'm done with that, I, um, I switch over. It's time to let the animals out. So I load a bag of feed into the, the six, the four wheeler and the brush hog and the weed whackers and all that. Because when I get to the chickens, I'm going to do some tidying up for the birds. And as I'm going, I find out that, uh, for the last two years, certain somebody who I won't mention, who's no longer here, wasn't using wasn't using the road because he didn't I guess didn't want to keep it operational and just was driving through the pasture and creating ruts and stuff. And that the road had been thoroughly overgrown. So I stop uh, and, and I've got like half a mile to go to get there. And the hardest part is this next quarter mile where you get to cross the ditch. So the shit's over my head. I got a nice sharp brush hog that'll take down small trees and little kids that are lost in the woods and stuff. And, you know, like a little house. And I'm cutting and I'm cutting and I'm cutting. And about an hour later, I punch through. All right. All's well. It's only been an hour. I'm sweating my balls off. And as I get through the clearing, I look and I'm like, I'm done. I'm about to turn and walk back. Now, we haven't had rain in a while, so the ground is really hard. And I'm walking on the road, and my foot, my right foot sinks a little, like, in a hole. And I know it isn't a horse hoof hole because he hasn't been out here. I don't think nothing of it. But what happened was I had stepped on one of those crazy-ass hornet nests that burrow in the ground and stuff, the vicious ones. And I didn't know it. And within a minute, I was covered in hornets. And so I did. I was a professional. I took off running like a bitch, throwing <laughs> equipment. I'm pulling them <laughs> off my face. They're getting. I start hauling ass. And when I realized that it wasn't just one hornet, it was a swarm of them. I'm now past where I started. I'm half a mile away and they're still all over me. And I start screaming at the top of my lungs, Martha, Martha, because in my head, the clock is ticking. For those who don't know, I'm highly allergic to one hornet sting, especially the bald face hornets. The ones that got me, they will kill me. One hornet will kill me within the hour. So one hornet, not a big deal. It's only if, if we drive fast, a 10 minute ride to the hospital, 
half an hour into normal conditions. But I'd already been stung, I don't know. By the time it was, I got down the hill, it was over 50 times. So I'm trying to call her on the radio. And before I knew, I realized I was on the wrong channel. I had switched channels by accident. So Martin finally comes running out. And uh, I'm like, let's go. We got to go. We got to go. I'm, I'm been like, I forget what I said. She'll, she'll pick up. And so we go like a oh, man. You didn't, ma- didn't even say we got to go. You just said I need help. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't give me a lot of information. And then it wasn't until he was trying to get into the vehicle by himself without me and trying to leave that I was like, we really need to get to the hospital. Like, <laughs> and, like and oh, I'm shit. And I'm in pain. I'm pulling, still pulling them off of me. They somehow got under my shirt and into my pants along the belt line, between the belt line on your jeans. You know how tight that gets. And I'd been stung multiple times around there. They were, I've been, they got into under my armpits and down all in there, all under my arms, my face, and shit. Lay as we get to the hospital. Uh, Marta's going to recall that um, my face and throat had swollen up. So we're in the vehicle. I can feel the the jute, the venom pumping through me now. And uh, we leave the animals. We grab the bird. And for once, Gabby behaved. Other than mocking me. No. Every time I was wet, no she, yep, she started, wah, wah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so we're, we're going. I'm like, we got to go. I'm going to be, I'm going to be out incapacitated here quickly. So I got my EpiPens and I learned a lesson on the EpiPens. So we make it down the bottom of the hill. We know we're going fast because the Karen said, slow down the one Karen in town. So oh, we, I knew she was going fast. She's like, oh, no. I'm like, yeah, whatever lady. Mark just <laughs> passing people like the A team. I go like 80, 90 on freaking Route 10, which is like the speed limit is 55. And all I can think is if I if I fly by by a cop right now, he's going to get hit his lights and sirens and I'm going to have a police escort to the hospital along with my name in the paper of a high speed chase through Keene, <laughs> New Hampshire. And I said like, to her, this was the first time ever. That I didn't critique her driving. She did a good job. Because you couldn't even talk. <laughs> well, now I'm getting to that. So, but <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> hold on, hold on. At the same time, hold on. So I'm calling 911, right? And they're trying to convince me that I need to pull over and wait for an ambulance. I'm like, whoa. I was like, no, it'll be faster for me to drive him there. <laughs> like, that's yep. not pulling over. And so, I was still you awake really then. Need to stop, ma'am. Like, they were. They really were trying hard to get me to stop and wait for an ambulance. Yeah, because they didn't want to. But uh, by then, I was feeling it, and I started drooping and drooling. And that's when I says, you know what? I better. I don't think we're going to make it. I really didn't think we were going to make it. By the halfway there, I was already slumped over. It had only been 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes, 5 to yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, like- and, and normally, like I said, one be one hornet sing from the ones that'll kill me. It can take up to forty five minutes. I was already losing my like I couldn't breathe. I wanted to shit my pants. That was scary. Um, throwing up. Ooh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to throw up. I also felt my bowels going. I was going. I was fading in and out. Um, and 
when we we fuck. So I'm like, don't pull over. I'll I'll be dead. They have nothing in the ambulance that's going to save me. I've got to get to the hospital. I don't remember the rest of the ride. And the good thing so, is, let me tell let me tell the mask one. When we pull, well, in, I wasn't there yet. So hold on. So <laughs> on Route 10, we had to turn onto Route 9 and there were like no other people in front of me. Right. But then when we get to Route 9, there's four people that are all on Route 10 turning right on the nine and nobody in the left turn only lane. I'm like, fuck that. I got in the left turn only lane and turned right. <laughs> so right by them. I'm, like, so here- I'm not waiting. So on this one particular intersection, Bo, and anybody else listening, this happens every time because it's summertime. We have all the tourists here. When you pull up to turn right, it's a hill going uphill. And you have a dedicated lane for those folks turning right to get on the highway. You have a long, slow lane to get up to speed. And people wait for all the people on the highway until there's a gap in the highway. And so you just sit there. So like she said, she passed them all in the in the opposite lane to go the other way, went around them all, got in the fast lane and passed them all while they were just sitting there at the turn. You know? Yeah. So we pull up. We pull up to the hospital. She made record time. I I remember this because she told me. But the two women there that, that uh, you know, when you pull into an emergency, they're trying to hand her two masks. She's like, what the fuck am I going to do with masks? And then I fall out of the vehicle and face plant on the ground. And they're like, oh, my God. And, and I said to Marta, she should have said, do you still want me to put a mask on him? And then we're like, what's wrong with him? And I swear she should have said, he's got COVID. Watch out. Yeah. Matt, I, told, I told, I told them that he had a, well, she pushed the, the emergency button. So like first one nurse came out with, um, with a wheelchair and I'm like, Oh my God, he's not going to want to sit up again. <laughs> it took two nurses um, to pick him up. And then one was holding the wheelchair so that it wouldn't move. So we could just like slide him onto it. I'm like, this is Yeah, insane. by this time, I'm not, I'm gone. I am, I'm gone. Yeah, I he don't, doesn't, I'm gone. After I gave him, after I gave him his information, I, I was like, wait, let me give you my name and number two. So, so they can because call she, me. tell him why you couldn't go in. And I couldn't because we had Gabby with us. So I couldn't go inside with him because of Gabby. And I can't leave her in the vehicle because she'll fucking tear it up. And it's um, a rental. And this is a rental that we've got right now. So it's like. And speaking so, of which. So speaking of me, which. No, no, no. I they call me. Mm-hmm. Hold on. They call me to ask for permission to treat him. And I'm <laughs> to like. To save his in life. Head, in my head, I'm like. I dropped him off here. <laughs> like literally dropped him. <laughs> like, like he I'm, fell. I'm glad you didn't like fuck with him here. and go. No, Martha. I'm glad you didn't <laughs> fuck with him and go. You know what? No, no, don't, don't treat yeah, him. I was like, I was like, yes, yes. They could and let, let them know because I forgot to tell them, let them know he's allergic to bed. Well, let me let me hold on. Slow down. Back up. Back up. So for those like a lot of people don't know what happened last time. I got one stung 
sting. And I ended up, by the time I decided to go to the hospital, I was incapacitated and you had to do this before. And when I got there, I remember waking up that this is the last, this is how we discovered I was allergic a couple of years ago when I got stung. And when I got stung, this had been right after I had a conversation with the men about this being pussies on the farm. My fingers sore. I can't go up and let the chickens out. And I'm like, so I had a big meeting about, you know, you motherfuckers, this is a seven day a week thing. If you're not feeling well, you still gotta go up there and throw some food in the buckets and feed the birds and let them out. You, unless you're on your deathbed, you know, <laughs> this fucking bullshit. Oh, got a headache. I can't go up today. And then you're on the game or the phone. All. No, no. So I'm sitting in a tractor and I got stung and a half hour into it. I'm not feeling right. And I'm like, I better stop and, you know, take it easy. Something's wrong. I mean, I went, don't be a pussy. Remember what you <laughs> told the guys and how would that look? And then 15 minutes later, I come stumbling in the house. I go, Marta, I think we need to go to the hospital. And then bam. <laughs> so when we got to the hospital, they hit me with an EpiPen and IVs. And all I remember is waking up at Cheshire Medical. They're like, Mr. Rivers, do you know where you're at? No. Uh, who's the president? Don't start that shit again. And, you know, all this other shit. And they're like, you got stung. You're okay. I'm like, great. I'm alert. And they're like, are you allergic to anything? I said, just eggs. And they're like, okay, because the protocol is we give you a Benadryl in your IV. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. And as soon as they hit me with the Benadryl, Martha was right there. As soon as they hit me with the Benadryl, beep. Oh, shit, I got code. Code, I'm out again. Next thing I'm waking up again. I go, what's going on now? Well, you had an allergic reaction. I'm like, am I still at the hospital? Yes. Is so-and-so still the president? Yes. Fuck. All right. So anyhow, so Marta, so this time Marta is telling them all this, but there's a miscommunication. Now they're trying to keep me awake inside. And as they're pumping me full of drugs and stuff, I've got fingers trying to hold my eyelids open, you know, um, and it just, it's crazy. You know, like stay awake, stay awake. They're like, are you allergic to anything? And I'm just, I can't talk. I really can't, even though they're pumping me now with shit to counteract it. I'm trying to talk, but nothing's coming out. But one more did come out and I'm like, Benadryl. They're like, oh, you want Benadryl? Get Benadryl. I'm like, no, no, no. It was like, what, what? No, I'm like waving my hands and then my head's rolling. They're like, what? I'm like, no Benadryl. Wait, you don't want Benadryl? Oh, no, it'll kill me. Oh, you're like, and then somebody else come running. He's allergic to the Benadryl. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> so, so, so an hour after I think I arrived, it was about an hour, hour and 10, 15 minutes. I managed to, they go, hey, uh, how you feeling? I go, I, I feel like shit. And like, <laughs> I'm like, they're like, well, you're a lot better now. You're going to make it. You, if you want to call your wife, you can, there's your um, caller. And I'm like, I don't have my phone. No, you got a phone right there. And I'm like, I don't even know how the cell phone got there. So I sent Martha a text. <laughs> I, off at the front. I was like, I, um, I can't go inside with the bird. Can you please bring his phone? <laughs> well, here's the, here's the funny part. So I send her a text. Now, as, as the next out, they've informed me that I'm not going anywhere for at least till noon, like three hours, four hours later, because of the amount of venom pumping, they were worried that if they cut, like last time this happened, I was there two hours. 
and then they released me. That was for one. They were worried that I had so much in me that I could the it could come back, rebound or something. Yeah. So they wanted to keep me there for a minimum of four hours. So as the second hour progresses, people are filing in now. Everything's calmed down now. They were really good. There was a lot of chaos, but not like the VA. They knew what they were doing. I was really impressed. Um, and they were st- falling in. And they're like filing in. They're like, you know, when you came in, I didn't know who you were. But I just saw your wife with the bird. You're the guy with the bird. I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy with the bird. I know you. I met you. Yeah, I'm like, great. Then the next person, you're the guy with the bird. I'm like, yeah. Next one, you're the guy with the bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the one nurse was really, she's like, you got a bird? I'm like, yeah, how did you know? And uh, <laughs> so I had Martha come to the emergency, not they're, they, the emergency room has their own emergency door in case they have to go to an emergency room or fire or something. Anyhow, you can't open its alarm, but it's all glass. So I had Martha come to the door. And I said, Martha, I'm near the emergency door. I can't see you, but do you want to see the bird? So next thing you know, you th- I thought it looked like an emergency for me looking out my little stall. <laughs> all these people are rushing down the hall, but they're going to see the bird. So that, that was kind of comical. My God, all over a fucking McCall. <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking Gabby's popular. so funny. I'm talking to the nurses through the glass. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Then, then. Wait, it gets better. Yeah. The, the hospital has, like, their own entrance thing. So when you're on Route 9, you can either turn left and go into, like, downtown Keene, or you can go straight. And you then, can come off the highway and use a, an off ramp only for emergency vehicles, and they have a thing that they push the their vehicles carry to gate. operate the gate. I wanted her to crash the gate because that's how <laughs> it was critical. It was really critical. So no, re- really but, quick, we need that. we need to make she it clear that. to everybody that. The doctor himself told you guys that if you'd have waited, you probably would not have made it. Yeah. Well, that's what my next thing was. But before, so Martha told me the reason why she went the civilian way was because it was a rental and, you know, didn't want to damage the vehicle. So that was good to know. That was good to know, Martha. And I was then like, the hell other- no, it's a, a rental. It's like going to the VA. Like, why do you go to the VA? Paperwork. We don't want to deal with the paperwork. So I'm um, where to re- now that both Martha's talking to the staff up front I'm, and, and, and occasionally somebody working on me, I'm talking to the doc. He come back in. And so we're re- he's like, what, how, you know, like, why didn't you, you know, you know di- why didn't you call ahead? And this, and I says, here's what happened. I, or he asked me where we lived. And I says, Gilsom. And uh, he, how'd you get here? I said, my wife, I says, we called 911 to try to get a hold of you guys so you can be ready. And he's like, yeah, we got no call. I says, they wanted uh, my wife to pull over and wait. They kept insisting. They were adamant that she pull over and wait for EMS to link up with her. They were trying to get her mile marker. They threatened to track her phone. He's like, if she had done that, you're, you probably wouldn't be here right now. Oh, you'd be here, but you, you wouldn't be here, you know? He was at, he was strong. He was like, it's a good thing she ignored him. You know, it was pretty bad. I'm like, yeah, I says, we, we're pretty good about this. 
if if somebody is going about to die or something like we have instructions that nobody calls nine one one. You call us on the radio, we'll rush you to the to the civilian hospital. But if it's like I don't know, you chopped your limb off or something, <laughs> you know, we we still don't call nine one one. We we bandage your wound. If it's something that's not going to kill you right away, we'll drive you to the VA because we want to save you all that paperwork and bills shit, you know. <laughs> And they're like, really? You got to do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't know the VA, you know, you, know, you go to a civilian <laughs> hospital, no, you know, and they're like, well, why didn't you go to the VA? And it's like, and then, you know, if it is an emergency, <laughs> oh, shit, speaking of which, I got to call the VA tomorrow yep. or Monday, Monday. Yeah. Monday, Monday. Holy fuck. Yeah. But in all, I hope um, they actually I, help you because they wouldn't help me when my appendix was about to burst because they said it wasn't an emergency situation. Oh, they did that to Martha. We'll tell you that in a minute. Yeah. But I just want to <laughs> say that I was, you know, this was another time where I didn't joke. Yeah. You know, like I usually crack jokes. And I think it was because I was out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was on the way there. I don't know if I cracked it. No, on the way there, I couldn't even joke. Well, I don't know if I even cracked any jokes, but I was going fast. I was going fast. I felt everything shutting down. And but I knew the that only time, the only time he, he critiques my driving was when we came up to the top of our road and you can't see if there's any traffic coming because there's fucking trees. So I slowed down to make sure it just was go. for me to go. But, and he's like, just go, just go. I'm like, it's oh, like your road, Bo. It's like your road, Bo. It's it's like your road. Just go. I'm not trying to get into an accident. <laughs> Because yeah, I just knew, our luck, it will be the one time that a fucking car is flying. I knew it was serious when me and Google were talking on the phone and she didn't say anything about you saying anything smart or joking or you guys having any fun interaction about it. And everything was yeah, like, no. it was like it yeah, was verbatim exactly what you guys done and everything. And we were talking about how one, it's probably a good thing the truck did catch fire last week. And two, she hadn't went to the store yet because she was actually getting oh ready to God. go to the store. So we, we were talking. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking and I said, it's a good thing the truck caught fire last week because you've only got one vehicle and you didn't go to the store yet and you drove him because you wouldn't have made it. You would have fucking wrecked. No, no. If if she had been gone and I was out here, if she had just left, she'd have to come back and get me. And if she was in town, I would have ended up calling 911 and then her. But yeah, I wouldn't have made it. The, yeah. the, the amount of stings I had and the venom pumping through me. It, they might have been able to bring me back, but I would have been done. I would have been done. I was it, it from the time I got stung, ten minutes. I was already out, gone. Like not like heart stopped, yeah. but getting there. Well, when they when Google they, said you passed out a couple of times on the way to the hospital, so I knew that you did. were basically gone then. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. too much. I just remember getting to guilt down <laughs> the hill. Telling me to pull over, <laughs> but. And the um, lady yelling at me, slow down. <laughs> they did ask me. Now, they've got me pumped with the counteracting agents and stuff. They were hitting me with the EpiPens, and they weren't doing shit. I hit myself once in the vehicle. The nurse tried reusing it, and, you know, Martha had to explain that I already deployed it. And then they brought their own EpiPens, and they, the doc comes in. Did you hit him with an EpiPen? He hit himself in the truck, and 
And we hit him here. Um, he's like, hit him again, hit him again. And it's like, they're not doing shit. But um, I just forgot what the fuck I was going to say. But uh, as far as like being out in the middle of nowhere, it was one of those where, yeah, if a couple things, if Martha hadn't been here or and what if the other thing we had the AR, me and Martha, when we got back to the house, sat down and, and said, what could we have done better? And granted, if she hadn't been here that I haven't worried about hornets here because Martha every year now calls a uh, professional to hit the ones where we know they're nesting, like the, the attic and the shed. Uh, the, and there's two types of hornets here. The ones that nest in the ground, the blue ball face, or the uh, there's another name for them. They're very aggressive. The they're, uh, they're very aggressive. You get within 50 feet. So it's imperative. This is why, like, I when we have guys here, why I tell them we have to keep stuff cut and cleared, you know, especially where the horses go. Um, but I kept thinking about it. I could have checked out today just like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was over, but if she had wasted from the time I got stung up on the hill, I knew after, like, I kept repeatedly getting stung in my head, I'm doing a countdown. Like we have minutes, like we've got to hurry. I think and next time you call to her, you either need to say hospital or emergency. And so just yeah, screaming, Martha. I think what happened help. was, so help. one of the problems was, was, it? It was, it was Martha and help. Yeah, and I'm like, they were still attacking I mean, I me. I knew that he was out with the brush. I knew he was outside with the brush hog. So I'm thinking, like, did he cut himself? Like, do I need to stop the bleeding and then try yeah. to get him to a hospital? It wasn't a. I was still fighting yeah. the hornets, but yeah. when I was still, I mean, you got to see. Um, it's the other end of the path. I was at the other end, coming downhill. And I'm still, we were still pulling them off of me in the car and the, in the vehicle. Well, you had a couple make it to you, to the hospital. The hospital. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, had some I, I'm still feels like right now I have where all the sting marks are. Everyone, you know, did you, it, it feels did you like get I'm a number? Stung. Did you get a number on how many they actually pulled out or no, no. The nurse <laughs> was like, when they were discharging me, she was like, come here. He said, you got it. Jesus Christ, you got juice pulling them off the back of my neck. Fuck. And she's like, that's a stinger. There's another one. I was like, yeah, it's like, they're like go-getters, you know? Yeah, and so, I know I know how you feel because I was a kid when we hit that fucking yellow jacket's nest and we were pulling stingers out of me like four or five hours later. And they got Jesus. me just as bad as they did you. And I was wearing like a sweat shirt and sweatpants. Cause it was, it wasn't hot and it wasn't cold. It was like September, October time. And they got me in all the spaces you said, and I had like two or three stingers in my head and my ears. Like it was bad. So I, I feel you. That's why I have anxiety with bees now. Like it gets bad. I'm a bitch when it comes to bees. I didn't even think about it. Like I wasn't even concerned because I hadn't thought about it all for a couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been stung. We got, I think I got rushed to the hospital last summer and I wouldn't take the EpiPen and the doctor come in and I'd refuse it on the car ride with 911. And they're like, they're just going to hit you when you get there. I'm like, fine, they can hit me. <laughs> and then we get to the hospital. The nurse is trying to hit me. I'm like, no. So she brings the doctor and goes, and she goes, doctor, tell him to take, or let us do the EpiPen. And he's like, why don't you want to take the EpiPen? I says, because I'm allergic to, uh, to the hornets, but 
not all hornets, only one particular type. <laughs> and I want to see which hornet got me. And and if it's if it's if it's not the bad one, it'll be local. It'll just be my arm will swell up. My breathing will be fine. And I just why, you know, and it's like I want to know. And he's like, I, I want to. I'm with him. I want to see if it's just his arm or if he's going to stop breathing. Don't give him the EpiPen. I'm like, cool. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Shit. Shit. That's almost as bad. You two guys on the show and I scream, you know what? I'm not saying it. Fuck. I love you. Now, mind you. Mind you. No, at ease. Oh, hold on. Hold on. So I have put, I have sent a message to like the radio host just over 12 hours ago like yeah. i sent it at 9:01 a.m and I, all i put was six is in the er yeah and then, and then bo responds he's like call me and i so i i responded <laughs> i'm like which number is yours yeah. i'm like six days oh so <laughs> so i'm sitting here and i was actually going to call you this morning because i was going to get up with you because we were going to do what we were talking about today and so i'm getting ready to reach for my tablet and as soon as I get my hand on my tablet, messenger goes off and I pick it up and I look at it and I went, what the fuck? He was happy yesterday night when we got off the fucking phone. What happened? And I was like, call me when you get a chance. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then, what number do I call you from? I have like three. <laughs> <laughs> I have updated your your information to the You were called before my family was. I was worried because when she says ER or doctor, I know it's I know it's serious. Because I don't go to the hospital even when I need to. I've still gotten she was like texting me going, Hey now, why don't you ask them about the infections on your hand? I'm like, No, one problem because I got these um, my hands are draining pus from all the little cuts and Gabby bites and splinters. Well, it's, I think it's the same for all of us, literally every single one of us, because anytime something's wrong with us, we're just like, I don't feel good or whatever. But if someone texts us, like if it's my mom texting one of you or call, it's serious. Like we are yeah, either yeah. on our deathbed or we're real fucking close to it. <laughs> uh, all, all I put was in Martha's family chat was when I finally could, they, she had already been communicating was I'm alive. I, I wanted to put them alive pictures, but because there's kids in there, but I says, <laughs> Yeah, Martha's not. A, and for my dad, I sent a text to his wife going, hey, uh, just when we get a chance, I should probably tell you what happened, Martha. I almost widowed Martha today. Oh, let me <laughs> so say. I got a response. One of the really funny parts is when she called me back after she found out you were OK and you were texting. Oh, and all. Yeah. and um, I'm sitting here and I've got you on speaker, got her on speakerphone because my mom's in here and we're listen to the update and she goes so mike just texted me and wants a shirt and all i have is a dirty shirt and a dirty hoodie and then you go they're all behind the seat just get me one no the clean ones are uh yeah. from gabby yeah, so she yeah. can't shit on them i know yeah. but it was just funny in the moment that we were all talking yeah. because we were like <laughs> What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're always on top in case Gabby has an emergency. But yeah, for like 10 minutes, Google's sitting there. She's like, I don't know if he should, if I should take him the shirt or the hoodie because they're both pretty nasty. Well, I will, I will say this. They let me go under the condition that I go home 
and lay down and take it easy. And so Martha goes, you're not doing anything in my head. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll go in the office for a minute. (laughs) Then I'm going to go out and finish everything. So I come out into the uh, living room and I says, Hey, by the way, I lied, but I'll make a deal with you. When I was a kid and the dog died, I got army men. When I got hurt, they used to take me for ice cream. I says, I could really go for an ice cream right now. If we go for ice cream, then I won't go out and finish everything. Cause I got to get the equipment, you know, where the Hornets are. Right. And so she's like, all right, give me half an hour. We'll go get ice cream. So yeah. I was, I wasn't allowed yes, to. I, hold on. Oh. Then on the way there, six goes, I mean, you know, he was doing something and I said something about it and. He's like, well, I'm not 100% yes. I'm like, so I should be driving? Oh, we almost went off the road. And she's like, watch where you're going. I'm like, look, I'm not 100%. Or so, Oh, I was talking. Yes. I still couldn't talk. Bo, I couldn't. We'd been ba- away from the uh, hospital for like 45 minutes, babe, an hour. And we're in the vehicle now. And we're driving up the, uh, the, the dirt road to the main road. And for the last half an hour... I'm like trying to formulate sentences and nothing's coming out right. I'm really not really there, but I'm driving. And so I said something and she just looked at me. What did you say? I said, look, I'm not a hundred percent. And as I said it, I go, she's going to say, then I should drive. And I said, I'm not a hundred percent. She goes, then I should drive. I knew you were going to fucking say that. I just couldn't fucking find the words. I'm enough percentage points to drive. Go shut up. I'm like 70%. At 70%, I'm better than people with their 100%. Oh my God. So we swerved around a little bit, but we got there. I've got to say, this was probably one of the very few times that it was a good thing that a piece of equipment, i.e., the farm truck, actually got fucked up. I don't know. That's because it's uh, if because with the one driving the farm truck. I hate the truck. But but like I said earlier, if if it hadn't, if if we only had the truck. If we only had the truck, we would not have made it to the hospital. Oh, you can't drive it like I can. Yeah. Well, just think about uh, it. That's what you mean. I'm like this whole not having the the vehicle. Like this is why we need two vehicles here. We the farm truck we're we're getting. That's another piece of good news. She can tell you later. But um, this is why we need these vehicles. And if it had been in clement weather. Then the truck would be the only thing to you know get us there. Remember when when Flatline died in the truck, it was that truck being able to drive in a foot of snow on the on the road that got him there as quick as it did. You know, so yeah, it's imperative, especially we're out here in the and I told the doctor I says we're out in the middle of nowhere. There's no police. There's no fire department. We can't. You know, we have a volunteer. So when you call nine one one, if it's for a crime. It goes through the main switchboard in the big city and then or for the state. And then they dispatch the nearest thing. And it could be it's most likely the state police or the county sheriff. It's like where you live. And 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 it can take for the police. It can take up to an hour to get somebody here, even if it's an emergency, if it's medical or fire related. You're talking, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to get you know, equipment here and then all yeah. the equipment. It's you funny know, you so. say that because me and Google were talking about it on the phone. You know, I think it's, I made a joke. I said, I think almost all rural areas are like that because I think they're hoping you'll die before they get there and they don't have to do anything on the it's road. Almost not as bad. I don't want to, you know, uh, disrespect Scotty or not, but it's not, you know, it's, it's 
borderline like Alaska. I know Alaska's yeah. really rural. Well, so I know the last time that we called an ambulance up here, and that was when I first hurt my back and I could not move. My mom called. And it took them, I think, 45 minutes to get out here. And it's not like they haven't been here before because they had to come for my grandma a few times. And, um, yeah, it's, but, but the opposite of that, you said it takes the cops like up to an hour to get to you guys. It doesn't take that long yeah. here. Like they're here in like yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Oh, they're but I hoping think it's we because... shoot them, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. I, less paperwork. Um, um what was I going to say? Uh, but one of the other things, like we reiterated, uh, we are going to have, even for me and her, because she knows me pretty well. And as much as I know Google uh, or Martha, um, <laughs> I don't know all the little details. And so we're going to have those emergency sheets like we do for the residents that we pull. Yep. And, and, and that way, when there's an emergency, we just grab that file. The other thing is, there are many, when I do the briefing here with a new resident, you know, I, and I, I say it seriously. I, I'm like, I've been posed, I let them know. I was like, you need to pay attention here. You can die easily on this one. It might look, you know, this is just ducks and chickens, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways you can die here. And, and you know, I've never thought uh, it would be by hornets, you know, chainsaws. <laughs> yes. A tree falling on you. Cause you're on your phone. Yep. You know, a fire in the house. Yeah. You know, but you need to pay attention. And this is just another example of, you know, Jesus, we were, she was on her game today. I'm really proud of her because, you know, I think it was a little, a little slow getting out of here. And that was my fault. We're going to rectify that. But when she realized like, you know, how bad it was, she, she made the difference. So what you're like saying, it. Six, is that we just need to say fuck it and invest into a life alert system for you. <laughs> you're an <laughs> asshole. Oh, man, it came. Don't get her going with the whole shit. Now I'm going to hear about the ARP shit. Oh, my God. Next- it's like it's bad enough now when I fall out in public, people come rush. Sure, sure, you okay. Get up, away from me. Nobody Google laughs the next. Any- Nobody laughs anymore. The next ARP that shows up, we're filling that bitch out. I don't care what anybody well, says. No, no. Not just for my moms, you know. Honestly, honestly, I was just thinking when when six said AARP, I'm like, we haven't have we haven't gotten one of those in like a while. Like, watch a you'll long- be get you'll be getting them every fucking week now. Oh my god! I know, said I'm logging onto their website, putting in the info now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. thanks. <sighs> it was bad yeah, enough was- when she wasn't here and there was nobody here that week that she went to New York yeah. and it was just like I've I've left her many times but I've never been home here without her here and it's just weird and it was like I was like I, there's no way like well, if anything is- ever happened to her like I could I don't know. Like this is just this whole house I'm too big and that uh I need her to do my bills and tell me when to take meds and when to change my underwear and blah, 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 you know. Fucking Oh, and then when it's time to go to the oh, hospital. Left, right. So before they left, before we left, 
to go get ice cream. Six asked me, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm trying to like watch a show real quick before we leave. And he goes, you want to go for a ride? I'm like, we just went for a ride. <laughs> I go, I laughed. It started. All the pains came back because she made me fucking laugh. <laughs> oh, my God. It was funny when she said we just went for a ride. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. I had the day was going. I had three projects going. It was the first morning that I got up, got outside. You know, I'm not in pain, and I, you know, even though I, I've been up since I got up at three thirty, because I was sick of waking up. But I, I was like, getting shit done, and it was like there was everything was working. The equipment, there was no fuel cans with water in it, and you know, everything's running, and I'm like getting shit done, and it's like. Two hours in, I'm like, okay, break time. <laughs> yeah, it's you funny because we went from happy, I'm all right, I get to do what I want for a little bit, DV6, so you know what? Fuck the world. Fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> well, you know, we did, we did find out yesterday that, that the truck is considered a total loss, and so I was thinking um, that he purposely stepped on this hornet's nest trying to kill himself. Oh, my God. So I just want a real side story because Bo knows this. For those who don't, whenever I take, like, I'm always up at the VA. And this is SOP with me anywhere I go. And I still do it at Cumbies. But at the VA, I don't know what it was. This one Tuesday, I get the residents there. and We're there all day. And I'm in and out. I don't have an appointment or maybe I did, but either way we're leaving for the day. It's now about two o'clock. I have all the guys in tow. We're leaving the first floor going out the main entrance and the VA police are there waiting. I'm like, Mr. Rivers. I'm like, yeah. There's like, come here. Can we talk to you for a minute? I was like, what's up? I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. I was like, what's today? What's today? I go, it's Tuesday, the day I take the residents up here for their appointment. They're like, do you know the date? I'm like, it's Tuesday. No, no, the date. I'm like, what's going on? Just just humor us. What's the date? I'm like, it's the 28th of August or whatever. They're like, who's the president? I said, now you're fucking pissing. This was when it was Obama. And I'm like, now you're pissing me <laughs> off. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> well, we, we're getting phone calls. We just, people are concerned. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fucking okay. What's going on? I was like, well, you know, it's not Christmas, right? This is August <laughs> or July. I'm like, oh my God. And they're like, what? They're like, are you kidding me? And they're like, so whenever I'm done somewhere, people will say bye. I'm like, bye, Merry Christmas. I say, Mer- I say Merry Christmas from January to the end of November. And then the whole month of December, I don't fucking say Merry Christmas. It's my way of saying fuck you to to all this fucking Merry Christmas shit. I say it all year. I said when I'm by, like get coming, I say Merry Christmas and shit. And somebody fucking called That's on true. me and almost had me committed at the VA because I so told them Merry Christmas in July. It's true. It was the day that me and you had a fucking meeting. We had a meeting and you and you were like twenty minutes late and it was all because of that. Yeah, they had me hemmed up in the entrance. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Christmas, um, Google, I'm going to go up because I want to wash these things off. Um, so I know it's not been a week yet, but I'm going to take a shower. 
Thank God. <laughs> yeah, Watch and plus, sink gonna, off, boy. <laughs> I want to drop my shorts in front of you. I want you to look behind me and see um, if, because there's huge welts and shit. And I'm rubbing it, and I, and they smell, you know, not from my ass. <laughs> not like the pus that came on my finger at supper time. She won't oh use God. the forks after I. Never mind. Let me. I'm gonna mute so I can go to her office real quick and go show her my butt. Uh, ow, I'm hooked up somewhere. How do you mute this? I don't know. Start video. Apparently, he found it. Start video. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's the last thing we see. <laughs> <laughs> We're already scarred as as it is. You know what's funny? Six I and I. Well, six and I last night were talking about how we don't script everything, anything, and people are always questioning what's real and what's not with us. This is another very unscripted moment in our fucking lives. <laughs> Every time we plan something, every time we put something out public, it gets fucked up. That's why we try to wait to the last possible minute. <laughs> this is why. Um, I am wanting to do something again this year with uh, Backpacks for Life. Uh, if you guys want to do that with us, let us know. Um, we'll probably do like we've done a few years ago and buy a multitude of bags we'll send some up to the farm uh if oink wants to do handing out some we'll send some to him if war dog wants to do some in texas we'll send some to him and uh i guess me and jj and miss vicky can do some here in north carolina if jj and vicky want to help me out this year and uh we'll probably get quite a few this year because uh every time uh six goes out and he has a bag he gives them to somebody that he sees on the, on, on the streets up in Boston. Yeah. I'm going to say Boston. Cause that's what six says, even though he says he doesn't have a fucking accent when he says Boston. He's a little this every time. <laughs> every fucking, every time. And when you call every him out time. on it, when you call him out on it, he starts saying Boston. <laughs> He's like, I did not say Boston. <laughs> yeah. You fucking did. You fucking did. You fucking guy. Um, but yeah, if you guys that are listening want to help us with that, please let us know. Whether you email us or tell us on the podcast comments or on the post comments, just let us know uh, because we'll need some help raising funds for that. Um, and uh, we'll have Backpacks for Life on again, uh, hopefully soon. I, I, I miss talking to them. Um, and I think they've up actually upgraded uh, the backpack system uh, that they've got up there. Uh, and if you won't, is it backpacksforlife.org or .com? Oink. Do you I remember? don't remember. It's one of the, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember which one it is right off the hand. <laughs> I'm looking it up, up now. <laughs> um, backpacksforlife.org. Um, so that's what that is. Uh, if you want to find out more about them, if you don't know about them. Uh, the dude, uh, is a veteran. He was actually homeless at one time. They're great. We done the lipstick challenge with them yep. <laughs> a couple years ago. Uh, nice. we had Oink to put some lipstick on, Six put some lipstick on. You can find that on our Facebook page, on the DB radio page. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, uh, the bags are amazing. They are made for homeless people. That's what they, that's, that's the point of them. Uh, 
I think they have a sleeping mat and all kinds of shit. You, it, they're fucking great. Like, I think Six said the last few that he handed out. Every time he sees them now, they are just astounded at what they can do with it. So, um, if you guys want to help us with that, or you just want to support Backpacks for Life in general, um, let us know. Let us know. And if you guys don't let us know, I'm gonna do it out of my pocket anyway. So it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, hey, bro. Side note. Mm-hmm. We saw someone in Keene the other day that Six had given a backpack to a while back. Oh, really? And he was like, yeah, he was super happy with it. It's good. I, I love hearing that. Um, I wish I could get some feedback from the ones here in Mount Airy that Vicky gave out a couple years ago. But the thing is, right. here in Mount Airy, the homeless people have to be on the down low. And by that, I mean, they have to find places where the city's not going to tell them to fucking move, um, which is sad uh, because we have a few homeless right. shelters and the city won't give them money because, and I'm not even joking, their last reasoning was because it's going to hurt the value of the home market. And I can't tell you how pissed off that made me. Like, it makes me so mad. I want to cry. Like, you ever gotten so pissed off? You just want to cry? Like, I fucking want to make the shit crazy. out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> before I get too ticked off. <laughs> well, then my other side note was, are we still doing news tonight? I don't know if we should now or not, since we had that. Half hour, <laughs> 45 minute story. What do you think? I mean, I got a lot. I mean, I can blow, th- I can, I can go through some of them like super quick. Why don't we do this? Why don't you try to find two real good, funny ones and we'll do those tonight? All right. So we'll do the body parts. Oh my God. That <laughs> one is just one sick motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe we should do the parrot one. Oh my! But there's so many good ones. Find two really read- funny ones, and oh, we'll wow. do those tonight. We've got half an no, hour, Googie. Googie. You know how difficult it is to choose between some of these stories. I'll just Google. I'll do one of the headlines. Oh my god. <laughs> I won't even because because that'll tell the whole story. Like you don't need to know anything else. Well, the like, dude with the, the body parts is, is just fucking. He's a sick motherfucker and needs his shit rimmed. <laughs> I know that that one is like a two parter because the first story is he was buying body parts yeah. from someone in Arkansas, um, <laughs> Arkansas who was accused of stealing them, and then the follow up story on him is that he was then arrested for selling them out of his basement. <laughs> I'm mark like, up. That's fucking crazy. Mark up. And that that happened that happened not far from from recoil, right? Yeah, that's that's why he sent it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that's insane. I was like, what the fuck? And, he... and these were bought. These were bought on Facebook. Yeah, but Facebook isn't the problem. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Literal how, body parts. Like, how the hell did they get away with that on Facebook? I get fucking flack for listing pens. How did they get away with that? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are three of the highest with sex trafficking and sexual abuse. 
but body parts? I mean, how do you, how do you, if they can that? get away with sex trafficking and selling drugs, I'm pretty sure they can right? get away with selling body parts. JJ. I know, right? <laughs> Unreal. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. it's it's fuck, and I'm not so, just for yeah. just to clarify to everybody listening. I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's fucking disgusting and ridiculous. That's why we're laughing. At how ridiculous it is and how easy it is. Just to be clear, so there you go. There, there was one story. Then I have a headline that I've got to read because it tells the whole story. Morgue assistant uses testicles from corpses to help with annual spaghetti cook-off. That like that's all you need to know. There's nothing more. That that's I a spicy say. meat the ball. <laughs> like there's nothing more that I can say in this article. Oh my god. So all I can say that, to that is that on the other side, if there is a like a, a paranormal side to life, I'm pretty sure if they hooked up with some ghost on the other side, the ghost was like, Where's the beef? It's like People are going to have to look that up now because they're going to be like, what does that even mean? Because apparently culture. <laughs> well, yeah. Where's the beef? Um, I remember sorry. when the where's the beef lady died. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, this one is, I don't know about that one, but all right. The other funny the funny one is that five pairs were separated at a uk zoo after encouraging each other to swear at guests what <laughs> a uk wild sanct- wildlife sanctuary has been forced to separate five naughty parrots after they wouldn't stop swearing at visitors um billy eric tyson jade and elsie were removed from public viewing this week due to their inappropriate behavior. <laughs> they Dude, are, um, I would I would charge extra at my zoo if that was going on. I'd be like, come see oh, the man. cursing parrots. There's five of them and you can encourage them. Come see them now. <laughs> Step right up. Right? The parrots are part of the Lincolnshire Wildlife Center's colony of 200 African gray parrots. And we're putting quarantine together upon arrival, but they quickly overwhelmed the staff with their naughty language. And the center's exec- chief executive said, we are quite used to parrots swearing, but we've never had five at the same time. Most parrots clam up outside, but for some reason, these five relish it. We um, need those as the DV fucking mascots. That's what we need. Rather than being offended, most zoo visitors found the foul-mouthed parrots amusing, with the sanctuary (laughs) confirming no complaints had been made. Um, The chief executive said, when a parrot tells you to fuck off, it amuses people very highly. It's brought a big smile to to a really hard year. So I don't know why the fuck they had to separate them. (laughs) Despite finding the parrots funny, the zoo decided to keep the rogue offenders away from children to ensure they don't ruffle any feathers with parents. The sanctuary explains five parrots have been have each been moved to a different to different areas of the zoo, so they are unable to provoke each other. (laughs) It's the this is the thing, right? Like when you walk by a parrot exhibit and you're not paying attention and you hear fuck off. Fuck off. 
Like you're going to fucking start laughing and you're going to start looking around. Then you're going to see the culprit and then you're going to antagonize the fuck out of that fucking parrot because it's fucking hilarious (laughs) because it's coming from a bird. It's not coming from a child. It's not coming from a fucking grown ass adult comedian. It's a fucking bird that is telling you to fuck off. (laughs) That is true. That is very true. It's like so when, that's the funny story of the evening. It's like the few dogs that I've seen that go, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking Storm adorable. Just you know. Storm just has the many, fa- the many different faces. And then he also has like, he'll yawn really loudly <laughs> to, to let you know that he is not happy. Like Man, I'll tell his, you what. I am pretty pissed off right now, Mom. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened the other day, but I'm sitting in here, and I think I think my mom went outside. It might have been before, like, Ups came or something, so she kept Daisy in here. Well, Daisy's in here laying down because she wanted to be out there with Mama because she's, like, real protective of my mom. And so she's laying down, and all of a sudden, I just hear, Aah! I'm like, what the fuck? And then I hear it again, the same fucking noise. So I call her in here and she comes in my back, the back door over here for my room. And I said, go check on Yogi. She goes in there and he's at the, he's on my brother's bed at the window trying to get her attention. That's what he was doing the whole time. (laughs) He just wanted her attention. And I'm like, That is the most vocalized fucking dog I've had. Like, he has his moments where he's cute as hell. That's what Storm does. That's what Storm does. He is, he can be very vocal when he wants to be. And normally he is that when he is not happy. Like, if I'm not around or he's trying to (laughs) get inside and he's been waiting forever, he's just like, and I'm like, oh my God, Storm. Well, too. It's it's his way of of telling me that he's just not happy with, (laughs) with the situation. Well, too, it's coming more, becoming more prevalent. Uh, I think he has like a depth perception problem. And in the past, it's been funny because he does it when he gets the zoomies. He'll be running back and forth and he'll like run into the side of the desk that we had in the living room, like just fucking nail the fuck out of it. And he'll look at it and he'll look around and he'll start doing it again. And lately, when he comes in here in my room, <laughs> he'll be running and he'll start to stop before he gets in the door but it's not fast enough and he goes straight for the table under my tv every fucking time like i'm pretty sure he's got a depth perception problem because he'll be like right here at my feet at the chair and he's basically under the fucking chair trying to give food like and it's not because he wants to be up here with me he just wants food and he goes further than where the food is. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure, Mama, he's got a depth perception problem. And like I said, it's become pre- more prevalent over the years as he's aged. And she's like, I think you're right. Because he runs into the door frame, everything. <laughs> like, nothing has moved. And he's not a dumb oh, dog. Man. You've met him, Google. He's not a dumb dog. He's smart as fuck. No, he's not. But... Yep. When he starts running into the couch and into my table and into the door frame, I'm like, yeah, it was funny. But now I'm pretty sure he's got a problem. <laughs> like, it's still funny because of his reaction, because he'll hit it. Look at the object that he, he ran into. And then he'll look around like, did y'all see that? 
Y'all didn't see that, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then he'll go back to being, you know, fun, loving, giddy little fucking yogi. And I'm like, dude, you need some help, man. We need to get you some glasses or something. (laughs) Get him some of those glasses like they get for like toddlers where they look like they glow in the dark and they tie in the back. (laughs) I'm going to hell. Before I go any further and before I forget it, Sergeant Wardog, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about something uh, during the show, and I'm sorry that DB6 took up so much of the fucking show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no worries, man. It's a great time. Um, just real quick, uh, Feral House is a uh, book publishing company up in Washington State. They reached out to me and um, asked me to uh, conduct an, uh, a podcast interview concerning their book. Uh, it's called Roving Bill Aspinwall. Uh, dispatches from a hobo in post-Civil War America. And this book is about um, a Civil War veteran by the name of Bill Aspinwall. And uh, it's his own personal accounts of what it was like to deal with uh, PTSD, alcoholism, and homelessness. Um, So I will be uh, discussing this book with the editor, um, whose name is uh, Dr. Owen Clayton. And uh, he happens to be a professor in the UK. So um, my next episode, my next podcast episode, uh, episode 36, will involve uh, interviewing uh, Dr. Edward Clayton about this book, uh, Rover and Bill Aspinwall. And uh, just real quick, I wanted to give uh, just a little summary of the state, the, uh, the sentences that they use to describe the book or to describe uh, the uh, Civil War soldier, Bill Aspinwall, um, child soldier, Civil War hero, ladies' man, entrepreneur, tramp, drunkard, traumatized combat veteran, and homeless. So, uh, again, this entire book is... uh, the first-hand account of a, a post-Civil War veteran and uh, his struggles with civilian life, his struggles with uh, alcoholism, uh, uh, marriage, um, being kicked out of veterans' homes, uh, the entire nine. So it's just um, a really good parallel between what our veterans face now today and what was going on at the same time. Uh, in the post-Civil War period, before, obviously, we were calling it PTSD. So that's all I had, though. Yeah, and I think it's uh, real uh, intriguing. One, it's from the Civil War. We don't really have many accounts of that. And two, for people that don't know, before you go making fun of of the words used, um, Tramp is a hobo. That's what it actually is. Um, So... The fact that he was homeless, he was uh, a, a veteran, had PTSD, he battled alcoholism, obviously, had been married multiple times. Um, that just in of itself, even though we've got a VA system now, tells you how much the differences are from then and now. Like, there's a lot of uh, uh, differences and as well as um what's the word i'm t- looking for 
similarities. Similarities. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sitting here reading the damn thing. <laughs> what you said in, in fucking chat. That's what I'm reading the the, the fucking uh, what's on Feral House. And we'll have a link. We'll we'll link everything in the podcast because Oink's going to remind me. Uh, he's going to look back at chat for me. <laughs> he's good like that. Um, I look forward to it. I, I really do because, like we were talking in pre-show, JJ Oink and myself with War Dog, um, history, especially Civil War and stuff like that. I, I love learning a, something new, something I haven't heard, especially a story like this. So I look forward to that. Can't wait for that, brother. And right they on, right on. They contacted you. Yeah, I don't mean I don't mean sure that in how. a I don't mean that in a degrading way. I know the way I I, I, I heard it back in my head. I, I meant I meant what I meant is what did they say? What uh, prompted them to to contact you? That's what I should have asked. I sound like a dick no. now. Um, th- this book happened to be released last month. July 2022. Okay. I'm not sure how they found the podcast, but they did send me an email, you know, to the business email asking if I would be interested in, uh, you know, highlighting this book and the editor in one of my upcoming episodes. So they've somehow, you know, somehow they found the podcast and this is the second time I've had somewhat of a UK connection. Cause, uh, we also somehow Sergeant War Dog TV won an award for, uh, most innovative veteran outreach initiative for the Southeast USA for 2022. So Congratulations. I'm not sure if that, you know, led them to be um, aware, you know, informed or aware, but mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's basically where it happened, the way it happened. Well, I like it. I look at a lot. Mm-hmm. I do too. I agree. <laughs> I, I feel bad now because the way I said <laughs> Oh, you shouldn't, bro. What else would you consider someone? What else would you consider the president of the psych ward game? <laughs> the way I said it, though, I'm like, oh, damn. Everybody's going to think I just demeaned the fuck out of you. Because oh. I was like, now, I feel like- they contacted your ass. <laughs> your ass is tripping ass? What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, they noticed how bright, bright white his teeth and eyes were in the dark. <laughs> yeah. It was like they a lure to them. It was bait. I came close. I came close to asking you if you wanted us to make a shirt with your eyes and teeth and selling it for you. But then I was like, that is not going to fucking roll, man. We'll be hit so fucking hard. I was like, although we all think that's funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is Sergeant Wardog's doing man. (laughs) Cause I did. I was like, do you know how badass that would be to have Sergeant Wardog's eyes and teeth on a t-shirt? And then I was like, yeah. then it hit me what I was thinking about. I was like, oh man, that would be bad for us. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What seemed like a really great idea in reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh fuck. Woo. So Google, um, are you going to take care of six the rest of the weekend? <laughs> No. No. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Feed him to he the has, wolves. He has proven that he's okay. 
Although earlier today, his ass. <laughs> I know, right? Earlier today, so we have this battle with the paper plates. I want them one way, he wants them the other way. <laughs> so last night he refilled the paper plates and he's like, there, now you can't flip them over because the pile is too heavy. And I'm like, whatever. So so after you went to bed, I flipped over the plates. So he goes to get a paper plate earlier today. And he's like, are you trying to freaking kill me? And I was about to say, no, the Hornets had that covered. He wants them bottoms facing up, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I figured. So the top. So the top plate it now has has in black mar- sharpie has um, Martha's top plate. Do not use. <laughs> <laughs> and the bottom plate says Martha's top. How old are you? Oh my <laughs> god! I, keep <laughs> I mean, at one point the bottom plate said cut it out, so I literally cut it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like some shit I'd fucking do. <laughs> and then I left, I I still left them upside down and I put the it like separate. I put the it on the counter and the plate on the plate. No, you know what you should have done? You should have cut it out and then you should have took the plate and then put food on it and handed it to him and said, here's your food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Fuck. We're too fucked for our own good, like <laughs> pretty much. Um, and JJ said that the mustard ice cream is really good. That stuff is actually good. It's got pretzels in it. It's, nope, I'm good. Believe it or not, it's <laughs> it sounds like like weirdest shit ever. It's actually quite delicious. I don't do mustard, bro. I don't do mustard. I guess Fuck it. I guess someone saw it at the super. Market. One of my friends that posted it on Facebook, so I put it in radio chat, and I was like, "That goes right along with the um with the ketchup ice cream and the velveteen beverage." Look, I'll cook with it. I'll mix it in sauces. I cannot do mustard by itself. I've tried. I gag. Well, you would, think, you would think that this ice cream would be like gross. It's not. It's it's. I don't know how to describe it. It's just got this really nice, really light flavor. You, it's got pretzels in it, and there's just a touch, just a touch of Grey Poupon in it. It's it's really quite surprising. You've had um, ketchup chips, right, JJ? No. No? Oh, my God. Look. Look. All right. Look. Look, man. <laughs> so when I was little, this was before they made ketchup-flavored chips, like, regularly. Like, you had to go out and find they were rarities but when i was little i'm sitting there and my mom opened up a pack of ketchup and put it on some plain chips and i was like what are you doing that's nasty she's like no it's not it's just like eating a french fry and i was like no it ain't so i tried it yo man let me tell you what holy shit that's like next level dude especially when you pour man that's a treat that and fucking plain chips and pickles. Ah, damn, son. Like, mm, I am a simple motherfucker. If that don't tell you how simple I am, shit. Like, I don't know how simple many Simple in country. I don't know. How, have you had that word, dog? Either one of those? Of course. Yeah. Dude, That's I'm, that down south country shit, baby. I'm going to tell you, 
that shit right there, I tell people that all the time. They're like, that's nasty. I'm like, try it one time. You'll never eat chips the same again, like ever. <laughs> Man, it's so good. And then um, what was the other thing I'd done when I was a kid? Oh, so when I would come in from school, I'd want something to eat. Obviously, I was a fucking kid. I ate all the fucking time, even though I didn't gain one fucking ounce. Anyway, <laughs> I come in from school one day and we've got nothing. We don't have no oatmeal cakes, nothing. But we had some, I think it was either a bag of popcorn from the store or some that you had to pop. And we had some bread and we had some peanut butter. So I toasted the bread. I put some peanut butter on it. I had the popcorn and I put the popcorn on it and made a popcorn peanut butter toasted sandwich. You think that sounds nasty and it probably is to me today, but when you a kid, <laughs> oh my God, dude, that was so fucking good. <laughs> like it sounds nasty, right? But it was good as a kid with nothing else in the house to eat. <laughs> Oh man. But the best thing, if you ain't got nothing but you got some chips and pickles or chips and fucking ketchup, try it. Plain chips are the best. The salted plain chips. But oh my God. I've mm. I've heard that salted watermelon is good. That what? Salted that watermelon salted is watermelon. good. Thank you, JJ. They called they called me fucking stupid the other night when I said put some salt on your watermelon. <laughs> Wardog, delicious. Wardog was here. He heard it, and Wardog yeah. was the only one that backed me up. So I got two people backing me up. Miss Google, she was like, "Doesn't that defeat the purpose of watermelon?" I was like, "No, no, it does not." <laughs> you know what else is good? Believe it or not, mustard on your watermelon. Nope. Plain old yellow French mustard. No, 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 mustard. no thanks. I it don't do mustard. Good. Nope. So, nope. Cantaloupe <laughs> with some pass. salt. Get you some cantaloupe and cut it up and put some salt on it. Damn, girl, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, nope, damn. I pass on that too. If you tried it one time, Google, you would never eat cantaloupe or watermelon without so, See, uh, salt is, again. This is where I love Hispanic food because they take sweet, mm -hmm. salt, and chili pepper and put it together. And so you take any melon, watermelon, yep. cantaloupe, honeydew, honeydew. and you oh. put, um, Freaking, uh, oh man, uh, uh, tahine, which is lime, chili, salt. You put that on that melon. Oh my God, it's amazing. I've not had that in years. It is awesome. I don't it know if my awesome. stomach could handle it these days. I might get mama to get some and try. I've not, I that's forgot just, about that's just that. A treat around here, man. I actually forgot about that. Throw it, throw it in, uh, throw it in some cottage cheese and sprinkle tahine on it. The melon, it's it's crazy good. I used it's to eat radishes and salt by themselves. Like, oh yeah, a, dude, right out of the garden. Fucking yep. rinse them off, chop, mm -hmm. sprinkle, sprinkle, chop. I used to do the same thing with sweet oh. corn. For people that don't know, I'm talking about white corn, <laughs> not yellow corn. <laughs> oh boy, there's a there's a little bit of a difference there. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, it ain't. You can still see his eyes. And <laughs> I actually heard somebody. It's called maize corn is what it is. But a lot of people call it Indian corn, right? Apparently, yeah. you can't say Indian corn because it's cultural <laughs> appropriation. 
Yeah. And I'm like, it came from the Native Americans. What the fuck are you oh, supposed but, to call but, it? But even, even though most <laughs> of the elders still call themselves Indians, that's, they're not actually yeah. Indians. They're indigenous. I'm like, what come happened? on, man. Come on. Anyway. You know what? I'm sorry, but, but when the elders call themselves Indians. Yeah. I, I'm going to call them what they call themselves. Exactly. I mean, I'm not uh, speaking as as part Native American yep. or indigenous as part Indian. It doesn't fucking offend me at all. Yeah, we I have. Just, if I'm I not just, mis- it, what was that? Oh, my God. Was that six? six <laughs> was yeah, he's asking me questions. It's like, you know, he asked me how long and I said five minutes and then he wants to interrupt. I think if I'm not mistaken, we've got around 12 percent native in us. If I remember right, I can't remember the exact percentage, but I don't, I don't know what tribe it is. So I can't get that paycheck, man. You know what I'm saying? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't claim it on my taxes or nothing. Damn. There's there's just no records left of the, uh, uh, the church where the records were for the Mescalero. Yeah. For the Mescalero tribe burnt down in like 1968. So past, I guess it would be two generations now. There are no records. I guess, I guess the only way, real way to do it nowadays, if you absolutely want to do it, you'd have to get like a matching DNA test, right? For that tribe. That's about all you can do is, is yeah. Find somebody who, who, and you know, know and you know what, man, especially here in, in North Carolina and the Appalachians, you know how hard that would be? Cause there are so many around here. Yeah. Like, fuck. well, I mean, think when you think about it, um, <clears throat> James, uh, Jamestown and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the original, uh, colonies that basically kind of disappeared and, and intermingled with out. the Cro- yeah. Croatoans and with the, you know, all and of them. started, yeah, started interbreeding and, and that's why people are like, see blonde haired, blue eyed people. And they're like, you can't be native. You can't be yeah. Cherokee. And there's yeah. like, no, there are blonde haired, blue eyed, 100% Cherokee. I'm going to tell you right exist. now, I know for a fact, my grandpa had more Indian in him than he fucking let on at some bitch darkest. He had the skin color of you, JJ, and some of the blackest fucking hair I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Yeah. Like yeah. I, if I, if I can get the picture of him, I'll send it to you and show you. He had the big nose and everything. I was like, me and my mom's like, I don't know what drive he had in him. It's like Nevermore's got a picture of her uncle who's nickname uncle or grandfather. One or the other whose nickname is Cherokee. And the facial features are in uh, just unmistakable mm-hmm. that you cannot, there is a look that the Cherokee people have. And he absolutely has that, that yeah. the nose and you know, it's just there and is you know, it's unmistakable. My grandpa had this thing, and he, he's the only one in our family that I remember living anyway that done it. He would nickname everybody. He wouldn't call you by your damn name. He nicknamed every fucking body. And even when he talked to his mom, my granny, he would he would refer to me as Catbird. He wouldn't refer to me as Bo. <laughs> it would be Catbird. Like anyway, we need to have a show anyway. about food. That's what we need to do one night. Yeah, well, 
I'm about to go eat, so I got to roll. <laughs> Speaking okay. of food, right? Yeah. Well, I know. Well, really I quick, was trying Google. to eat before the show, but then, then Six would have gone to sleep, so he would not have been here. She was trying to eat before the show, story. but then DV6 almost died. So <laughs> really quick. Really quick, Do we have Google. a week without DV6 not dying? Without Without six almost dying? I'm yeah. working on week. it. One week, <laughs> Google. I'm working on it. We got one look, job. Look, 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 we got Google from falling off horses. Now we got to get DV6 from fucking nearly dying every goddamn week. So, um, <laughs> truck Well, the, hor- the falling off horses might change because I'll be oh riding like three days a week. I ain't kidding y'all. If y'all go back to our fucking shows from a few years ago, Every fucking week, it seems like Google was telling. I fell off and hit like, my head. I got did, hit. Yeah, did you get like six concussions? Like, <laughs> like within a fucking four month span? Like, yeah, man, yeah, fell off. We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, before you go, Google, any last words for our listeners? I uh, just stay away from the hornets. <laughs> so, that goes for six, really. Make sure your epipens are up to date. Go eat Hitler, Google. That's the, that's it the was scary a low, part. It was that too low scary. of a dose. They told him that is scary. Yeah. Um, go go fucking eat lunch with a walking almost dead guy. Is I it Zombie know. Six now? Can we call him Zombie Six now? <laughs> hey, we could. I don't think so. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, that's the next no, shirt we'll no. do. That's the next limited run shirt we'll do. Zombie I'll get me a good picture of six, like with his mouth open and gurring and all, and I'll zombify it and we'll sell it. Do it. Do it for me, Google. Please. It's almost Halloween. We got to have a zombie six. We got to. We got to. Okay, go eat, Google. We need to end the show. Go eat. Oi, last words. Bye. Bye. Hey, quick shout out to Brad and our buddy Brad and Kenny over there for 92 for 22. They just finished up their uh, 92 mile walk. Uh, If you don't know much about them, head over to 92for22.org. Check them out. Uh, they're raising money uh, for help our disabled troops, uh, 501c3 uh, company. So that helps out our uh, veterans. So uh, check those guys out. Support them if you can. But uh, as always, if you're struggling and need to talk to somebody, check out ObjectiveZero.org. There's always an ambassador there 24-7 to talk to somebody or to talk to you if you need that help. Uh, great place for resources as well if you're looking for you know, uh, any kind of ideas that uh, you may have or need uh, for uh, support. So check those out again, objectivezero.org. Yes. And uh, we need to hook up with Brad Stinson right, to get his stuff over on duty radio. I fucking forgot yep. about that. You just, I remember. gotta make a note. <laughs> Sergeant Wardog <laughs> last words for our listeners, brother. On behalf of the psych ward gang, PWG, I'd like you to all make it through another week dealing with the civilian world. Try not to hurt anyone or curse anyone out. Keep it dysfunctional. Wait, no cursing them? <laughs> if your dysfunction happens to so lead you to, I cannot, we, you can't help it and I can't help it, which is why we're dysfunctional veterans. Salute. If we need, if you need us to make a psych war PWG shirt, let Sergeant Wardog know. And we'll get it done for him. <laughs> gang, gang. Gang, gang. Yeah. JJ, yeah. last words for our listeners, brother. Man, just limiting my possibilities for the next week if I can't cuss out the civilians. Fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll be doing plenty of cussing tomorrow underneath that lawnmower getting the belt out. <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> 
fucking, I hear you, man. I oh, that's all I got. Hey, buy my shit. Uh, I need to uh, buy lawnmower parts. Check out uh, uh, com. And don't forget, PTS Dog also has shit on the store at dvradio.net. Just click on the store tab, as well as Betsy Ross. All the monies that comes from their merchandise, 100% of it goes to them. I think I got like $50 to give JJ and like 20 bucks to give Betsy. So help them out. We get none of it. Help them out. Let's go. Um, anyway, you got free shipping until Sunday, August 21st, 2022 at dvradio.net. Just click on the store tab and be sure you hit that redeem button. I ain't got nothing else, but I tell you what, for DV6, who's gone now because he almost died and he didn't take his fucking little blue pill to stay up. JJ Oink, Wardog, and Google, who had to go eat and give him his blue pill so he could stay up just a few minutes longer. I'm Boulderwood. You just heard Barrett right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. Until next week, fuck sickles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, oh. Good.